Ezra chapter 3, the altar is rebuilt. When the seventh month arrived and the Israelites were living in their towns, the people assembled in Jerusalem. Then Joshua, the son of Josadak, and his priestly colleagues, and Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, and his colleagues, started to build an altar of the God of Israel, so they could offer burnt offerings on it as required by the law of Moses, the man of God. They established the altar on its foundations, even though they were in terror of the local peoples, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both the morning and the evening offerings. They observed the Feast of Shelters as required and offered the proper number of daily burnt offerings according to the requirement for each day. Afterward, they offered the continual burnt offering and those for the new moons and those for all the holy assemblies of the Lord and all those that were being voluntarily offered to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. However, the Lord's temple was not at that time established. Preparations for rebuilding the temple. So they provided money for the masons and carpenters and food, beverages and olive oil for the people of Sidon and Tyre so that they would bring cedar timber from the Lebanon to the seaport at Joppa in accord with the edict of King Cyrus of Persia. In the second year after they had come to the temple of God in Jerusalem in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, initiated the work, along with the rest of their associates, the priests and the Levites, all of those who were coming to Jerusalem from exile. They appointed the Levites, who were at least twenty years old, to take charge of the work on the Lord's temple. So Jeshua appointed both his sons and his relatives, Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Yehuda, to take charge of the work in the temple of God, along with the sons of Henadad, their sons and their relatives, the Levites. When the builders established the Lord's temple, the priests ceremonially attired and with their clarions, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with their symbols, stood to praise the Lord according to the instructions left by King David of Israel. With antiphonal response they sang, praising and glorifying the Lord, for he is good, his loyal love toward Israel is for ever. All the people gave a loud shout as they praised the Lord when the temple of the Lord was established. Many of the priests, the Levites and their leaders, older people who had seen with their own eyes the former temple while it was still established, were weeping loudly, and many others raised their voice in a joyous shout. People were unable to tell the difference between the sound of joyous shouting and the sound of people's weeping for the people were shouting so loudly that the sound was heard a long way off. Ezra chapter 4, Opposition to the Building Efforts When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin learned that the former exiles were building a temple for the Lord God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and the leaders and said to them, Let us help you with the build, for like you we seek your God, and we have been sacrificing to him from the time of King Esarhaddon, of Assyria who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the leaders of Israel said to them, You have no right to help us build the temple to our God. We will build it ourselves for the Lord God of Israel, just as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the local people began to discourage the people of Judah and to dishearten them from building. 
they were hiring advisers to oppose them so as to frustrate their plans throughout the time of King Cyrus of Persia until the reign of King Darius of Persia. Official complaints are lodged against the Jews. At the beginning of the reign of Ahasuerus, they filed an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And during the reign of Artaxerxes, Bishlam, Mithridah, Tabil, and the rest of their colleagues wrote to King Artaxerxes of Persia. This letter was first written in Aramaic, but then translated. What follows is written in Aramaic. Rehum, the commander of Shishmai, the scribe, wrote a letter concerning Jerusalem to King Artaxerxes as follows. From Rehum, the commander, Shishmai, the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges, the rulers, the officials, the secretaries, the Ekrites, the Babylonians, and the people of Susa, that is, the Elamites, and the rest of the nation whom the great and noble Asherbali deported and settled in the cities of Samaria, and the other places in Trans-Euphrates. This is a copy of the letter they sent to him. To King Artaxerxes, from your servants in Trans-Euphrates, now let the king be aware that the Jews who came up to us from you have gone to Jerusalem. They are rebuilding that rebellious and odious city. They are completing its walls and repairing its foundations. Let the king also be aware that if this city is built and its walls completed, no more tax, custom or toll will be paid, and the royal treasury will suffer loss. In light of the fact that we are loyal to the king, and since it does not seem appropriate to us that the king should sustain damage, we are sending the king this information, so that he may initiate a search of the records of his predecessors, and discover in those records that the city is rebellious and injurious to both kings and provinces, producing internal revolts from long ago. It is for this very reason that this city was destroyed. We therefore are informing the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, you will not retain control of this portion of Trans-Euphrates. The king sent the following response. To Rehum the commander, Shimshai the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues who live in Samaria and other parts of Trans-Euphrates, greetings. The letter you sent to us has been translated and read in my presence. So I gave orders, and it was determined that this city from long ago has been engaging in insurrection against kings. It has continually engaged in rebellion and revolt. Powerful kings have been over Jerusalem who ruled throughout the entire Trans-Euphrates, and who were the beneficiaries of tribute, custom and toll. Now give orders that these men cease their work, and that this city not be rebuilt until such time as so I instruct. Exercise appropriate caution so that there is no negligence in this matter. Why should danger increase to the point that the king sustains damage? Then, as soon as a copy of the letter from King Artaxerxes was read in the presence of Rehum, Shimshai the scribe and their colleagues, they proceeded promptly to the Jews in Jerusalem and stopped them with threat and armed force. So the work on the temple of God in Jerusalem came to a halt. It remained halted until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. Psalm 92 A psalm, a song for the Sabbath day. It is fitting to thank the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It is fitting to proclaim your loyal love in the morning and your faithfulness during the night, 
to the accompaniment of a ten-stringed instrument and a lyre, to the accompaniment of a meditative tone of the harp. For you, O Lord, have made me happy by your work. I will sing for joy because of what you have done. How great are your works, O Lord! Your plans are very intricate. The spiritually insensitive do not recognise this. The fool does not understand this. When the wicked sprout up like grass, and all the evildoers glisten, it is so that they may be annihilated. But you, O Lord, reign for ever. Indeed, look at your enemies, O Lord. Indeed, look at how your enemies perish. All the evildoers are scattered. You exalt my horn like that of a wild ox. I am covered with fresh oil. I gloat in triumph over those who tried to ambush me. I hear the defeated cries of the evil foes who attacked me. The godly grow like a palm tree. They grow high like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the Lord's house. They grow in the courts of our God. They bear fruit even when they are old. They are filled with vitality and have many leaves. So they proclaim that the Lord, my protector, is just and never unfair. 1 John chapter 1, the prologue to the letter. This is what we proclaim to you, that was from the beginning what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at, and our hands have touched, concerning the word of life, and the life was revealed, and we have seen and testify and announce to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we announce to you, so that you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. Thus we are writing these things, so that our joy may be complete. God is light, so we must walk in the light. Now this is the gospel message we have heard from him and announced to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet keep on walking in the darkness, we are lying and not practising the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we do not bear the guilt of sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, forgiving us our sins and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us.